From Heller Consulting, I'm Kaya Swift, and you're listening to Connected Cause. This show is for leaders at nonprofits and education institutions who are curious about technology. We're bringing you guests from technology companies, nonprofits, and higher education institutions to find out what they're learning, what they're excited about, and how you can move your organization forward in today's digital age. The topic today is RFPs. RFPs and RFIs have been valuable tools for nonprofits when they are selecting new software. With the tech needs of nonprofit departments becoming more interconnected and shifts in the options out there for organizations, I wanted to hear from our Director of Business Development, Jet Winders. So I asked Jet to come on and chat with me about when an RFP still makes sense and when your nonprofit might need to take a different approach to selecting software. Well, I am thrilled to be joined today by Jet Winders. Jet is the Director of Business Development here at Heller Consulting. Jet, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. To start, I was wondering if you could give us a brief introduction of what you do at Heller and what you were doing prior to joining Heller Consulting. Yeah, thank you. Um, In my role as the Director of Business Development here at Heller Consulting, I I really get the opportunity to hear the challenges that so many nonprofit organizations face when it comes to their technology uh, and uh, try to match those challenges to services we provide or that others provide in terms of services and software out there in the marketplace. Um, And and I've been really privileged to have uh, my whole career uh, be based within nonprofits or in agencies serving nonprofit organizations. Uh, I started uh, with a stint at uh, the Paramount State Theater in Austin, Texas, uh, where I spent about eight years uh, in a variety of roles, but uh, mostly doing uh, fundraising and marketing for the organization. Um, and then I also spent eight years uh, with the digital fundraising agency, helping folks with online fundraising programs, event programs, and developing other web assets and websites. Guiding organizations through technology projects is uh, you're the starting point often for people working with Heller. And I wanted to talk today to you about technology selection and how we've seen these projects sort of evolve over the last few years. You recently wrote an article for the Heller blog that starts with selecting software for your nonprofit isn't what it used to be. So what do you mean by that? How has that changed? Yeah, I think uh, uh, one of the biggest changes is the marketplace itself. You know, when I think back about the tools nonprofits were using, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I first uh, got started, you know, they were really purpose built with sort of, you know, one function in mind. And so you had your database that helped with fundraising, and then you had your tool that did your online fundraising and forms. Um, But really as uh, technology has evolved and changed, it's really hard to compare, you know, one uh, system to another because the value proposition, what functionality is included, what perhaps mix of services is included as part of that offering, aren't always apples to apples across different vendors and across different systems. And so uh, it's made technology selection far more challenging, I think, than it used to be because we can't just look at two systems and compare them. We really have to think bigger about 
approaches and, and many other factors uh, as a way to evaluate whether something is right for the nonprofit. I wanted to talk a little bit about RFPs because I think that's it's something that I've seen other folks write about and talk about and it's just been in the conversation lately and I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. When do you think an RFP is still a valuable tool for an organization? Yeah, you know, RFPs are still a valuable tool in that toolbox. And, you know, when I think about, you know, what what they are really good at, they're really good at helping us compare similar things to each other. And so, as I described, you know, when the market had products that were pretty much doing the same things as each other, those RFPs were a really nice structured way to compare between two, three, four, five different product options, and then see which is the most appropriate one for our organization kind of rises to the top with that evaluation. But I think as that marketplace has changed, there are places where the RFP, you know, no longer helps with that decision making in quite the same way. And so uh, I wouldn't want to get rid of that process altogether. I think it's a a great thing to pull out. There's certainly uh, opportunities where it's going to get you the information you need. Um, but there are other places where uh, another type of approach might be more appropriate. So along those lines, on the flip side, where would an RFP process fall short? And what would we do instead of that? Yeah, I think RFP processes are uh, it, in those processes, it's very hard to gather a lot of nuance around, you know, how different technology options could impact the organization. And so, you know, when I think about the traditional RFP, you're asking, hey, does uh, does it meet this functionality? Does it require a customization? Does it come natively? Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but but that's in some ways the wrong question to start from when we're evaluating technology. You know, uh, we really want to look at, you know, whether the technology that we're looking at is going to solve the problems that we have. And then we want to dive deeper and make sure part of solving those problems may be some very specific functionality. But I think there's a lot of nuance in there that that can get lost in a strict RFP process. And, and I can definitely explain, you know, you know, some of the other approaches uh, organizations have started to take in light of, you know, the new ways that, that technology are meeting needs at organizations. You mentioned that we've had some clients that are taking different approaches. I know one of the things that we've seen an uptick in, in our own work is these technology assessments, um, where we've had several organizations that are finishing a process of a broader technology assessment. Could you explain a little bit about what those projects look like and how those differ from an RFP process? Uh, an, an RFP process, in fairness, can be written as, as broadly or, or narrowly as, as we choose. But I think uh, part of what's challenging about those is understanding what we're asking in that RFP process. And that's where the technology assessments we've been doing with organizations uh, has really helped inform that selection process in what I would consider a, a better way than the way we might have done it in the past. You know, the part of that change in technology is that often the systems that we're using 
are dependent on other systems. The data that we're using is more interconnected between different departments at the organization, more interconnected than ever before. We have a need to use that information in a different way. And so uh, tools and platforms have responded to that. And there's very powerful technology out there with Salesforce or, or Microsoft um, that are, are really providing you know, complete platforms for which many other tools and systems uh, are part of those ecosystems. Um, and so, you know, understanding whether a platform like that is right for you, or if you're going to uh, select things in, in more of a, a best-in-breed approach where you're going to have truly disparate systems, but, but when you do that, um, you need to consider the business processes and the integration and the reporting needs that you'll have in those situations and make sure you account for those. And so the assessments we've been doing has have really stepped back, uh, asked people, you know, what is the technology approach that's right for them, whether it's a platform or a best-in-breed approach? If it's a platform, what is the right platform uh, to focus in on? And once you start to have that technology vision and that focus and those sort of fundamental selections for the organization, that's where perhaps RFIs, RFPs will help get you the information that you need as part of a selection effort. Um, or perhaps you'll have enough information at that stage to be confident in, in making some technology selections. So it'd be sort of that higher level view that you can lean on before going into an RFP process, potentially, or that it might end up suiting your needs without having to go through that process. I was going to say, I, th I think that's absolutely right. You know, it's, it's very hard for an RFP to sort out uh, dissimilar approaches to supporting the organization. So the, the, the better you can get with your vision of how technology is going to make an impact at your organization, that's when you could use an RFP or another selection process to you know, get that final pieces of information, those commitments from the vendors that you're looking at to, to be confident in your selection. Would it be hard for an organization to try to sell internally to go through an assessment process or a selection process maybe twice or is it not twice or how do we like how do we think about that like what's the value of doing this technology assessment first and how could people sell that case internally at their organization yeah so i would say it's it's not duplicative effort you know really you know, we have to make these same decisions whether uh, we're going to do it before we make a final selection of technology or we do it as part of our selection of technology. So, so I would argue, you know, the discovery, the assessment of what the organization's needs are, what requirements are going to be, um, all of that is really the same effort, you know, whether you start at this kind of broader technology assessment or a more focused RFP approach. Um, but uh, what, what it allows you to do is uh, really drive home the impact and value of what you ultimately select by starting with that assessment, rather than focusing in on, we're just changing technology. Here's another system. And so I would say it, it becomes easier to uh, effectively effectively communicate that change management across the organization when you have a, a better vision of how the technology is going to impact the organization rather than just we're, we're changing a tool here. For organizations that are looking at 
potentially making a technology investment going into next year. I know some people are starting to plan for their budgets for next year. And if they're debating on if they're going to embark on a large technology project, what advice do you have for them? One of the things I observed uh, as folks uh, went through the pandemic period over the last few years is that those that had done some strategic planning about their technology prior to that, um, still had lots of new things come up during the pandemic, you know, lots of things they didn't expect, lots of of changes, but they were able to understand uh, how they could reorder things that they had planned to do, uh, how if they had to move on something more quickly, how to make a selection that was consistent with Uh, the ecosystem that they were trying to put in place. And so they were much more empowered to make those decisions when that crunch time came. The organizations that didn't have a plan, uh, I talked to a lot of them after the pandemic. You know, during the pandemic, they had to just go so fast, right? People just had to grab something, a new tool for this, a new tool for that, um, because they they didn't know what else to do. And folks had to get their work done and they had to do it in a different way than they'd done it before. So then after the pandemic, uh, there was a lot of cleanup. You know, uh, how, how does that tool work with what we've got? Should we change things? How do we get that data over to the right place now? Um, so those folks had a lot of cleanup to do and still had no plan for how to really move forward in the face of, you know, this kind of post-pandemic, uh, if, if we're actually there, but, you know, how, how to move forward into the future. And then, you know, for the folks that, Uh, hadn't made those changes. Uh, The other challenge that they had is all the problems they had before the pandemic were just worse afterwards. So if they had problems sharing data between between departments, if uh, they had a lot of manual tasks that took a lot of, you know, time from staff to do, those problems were still there three to, three years later, and in many cases, even worse. So uh, by not having that plan, not uh, having a vision of how to move forward, it makes it really hard to act when things change. I could see how if you have a technology plan in place that is sort of agreed upon, and it's not just the vision of one person that then leaves, um, and then another new person comes in and gets another new piece of technology, but that there's this consensus around where we're all trying to go as an organization to lean on through turnover. I I think that's right. You know, having this plan in place is not about constraining your staff at all. You know, you, you know, sometimes those changes are great. You're going to get people with new ideas and with a new vision for how to fundraise more, how to make a bigger impact in a program. But what these uh, assessments allow us to do is understand, you know, what is the organization's approach to technology? Is there a platform that we're going to base our uh, our ecosystem on? Uh, or is there a integration best-in-class approach that we're going to use? When you have that vision in place, uh, it gives focus to the decisions that those new folks can make and still work effectively across the organization. So I see it really as empowering because, you know, for example, we did one of these assessments with an organization. They ultimately selected to uh, base the organization's technology on the Microsoft platform. Um, the, the 
big parts of some of that change was going to come in development and programs. And that would come, you know, in a year or two years because some of those uh, migrations and changes are really significant. But what it actually did was empower lots of other departments to start selecting technology that would fit with that vision. It, it helped them focus on what tools they could select from and be confident in those selections that there were the integrations that would work, that the data flows would work, and that this would be consistent with where all the other departments were going in the future. So in some ways, you know, I see it as opening up the doors for folks to actually make choices and move forward uh, rather than closing them off. One more question for you is the outcomes of a technology assessment. What can an organization, if they're going to do one of these broader technology assessments, what outcomes can they expect from that sort of project? And how does those outcomes, how do those outcomes differ from what an organization might expect from the end of an RFP process? Um, That's a great question. You know, for uh, a technology assessment, uh, we're going to dive into what the organization needs from technology, what approach it's going to take, and it's going to allow us to truly evaluate uh, software and services through that lens so that we can architect uh, and, and this could be as narrow or as broad as the organization wants to focus, but architect what works for our fundraising team or what works for fundraising and marketing or what works across four or five or six departments all across the organization. Um, and that gives us a clear vision for moving into selection. We still move through that selection process, and that could include an RFP. It could include an RFI. You know, ho- however your organization has rules about procurement or processes, we still can go through that process, have a chance to see the technology, have the chance to vet all the functionality. But it's through the lens of making sure that selection is going to fit the broader organizational technology goals that, that I think are critical to making the right tool selection, you know, the software that you're actually going to be using. And the reason I think that that's different than the RFP process alone is I don't think the RFP process is nuanced enough to allow us to make a decision around that vision. The RFP process is so good about getting to the nitty gritty of functionality, what's included in this tool. It's so good on, you know, pinning vendors down on what's the licensing for which versions of their products. And this information is really critical. So I don't want to discount that at all. But sometimes uh, we can lose that vision by just going through the RFP process. And and, and I'll be honest, you know, I, I'm on the sales side. And uh, let me tell you, when people go through that RFP process, if you ask if it can do it, the sales guys always say, yes, it does. So having a, a, a stepping back a little, getting information and evaluating these tools outside of strictly that RFP process can just be so invaluable to ultimately making the right choices. Really great advice. Thank you so much, Jet. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I, I, I love uh, talking about nonprofit technology. I'm, I'm so proud of the work that we've been doing here at Heller Consulting and, and helping folks navigate these decisions. I, I do feel like it's getting harder and harder, um, but 
only because the options are getting better and better for nonprofits. So I'm, I'm really optimistic about what nonprofits will find as they start these evaluations and ultimately choose tools that will support their organization. Um, but you know, if they if they need a little help to to figure that out, that that's why why I'm here and do what I do. Well, thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. If you're looking for more resources on nonprofit tech, be sure to check out the Heller website at teamheller.com. That's T-E-A-M-H-E-L-L-E-R.com.